coming up on Facts from the Stacks. Oh, you nailed it. You got it? She killed it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so... Fly down, everybody. Welcome back to Facts from the Stacks, all you 90s nostalgia nuts. Hey. We have a special guest today. We do. We um, we decided to make a fun episode quickly. And so what what better thing to talk about than the 90s? Amen. Um, and Who's so, our resident expert on the 90s? <laughs> but Jen's <Jennifer>. ancient relic. <laughs> I mean, you actually remember them. Welcome to Facts from the Stacks, a news and trivia podcast for book nerds and library lovers. Facts from the Stacks, created by the staff at the Jackson-Madison County Library, is your library news and book-based trivia podcast. Join your hosts, Kelly and Shane, for what we're reading, what's happening in the library, and tons of trivia. We will have games and quizzes so you can follow along and test your knowledge, but also so we can stump our other library staff. It's just, it's just that because I was like, I'm like a true nineties kid. Mm -hmm. I was born at the beginning of the nineties. So like, I remember a good chunk of it. And then you were born in 95. So like you got the the tail end of it. Yeah. But then like Jennifer. Wow. You were born a year after I graduated. Wow. So you were like, you know, you were in your teen and adult years in the 90s so that's three different perspectives so just on the as 90s. we have mm-hmm. children teen and adult libraries we have a 90s child teen and adult correct that is <laughs> correct kind of sort of yeah <laughs> absolutely so um i don't think we said that jennifer's the children's library yeah jennifer's our children's librarian um yeah. so we just thought it'd be fun to have Glad a third person here are you? You seem very, you seem very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that being said, we'll start with uh, our usual recently borrowed. Yeah. I do read lately. I know. I saw your Goodreads. You've been popping off. I know. Oh. Cool. Well, do you have something you want to talk? What What are you reading? Do you want to talk about what you're reading? Right now I'm reading the new Riley Sager book. It's super creepy. Okay. Um, is it like mystery thriller? Yeah. Okay. I only read suspense. Which is interesting since you are the children's librarian. Which You're a nervous yeah. girl. I yeah, know, that's why. I don't sleep much when I read. I have to stop reading for my mental health often. But I go through stages where I can, but then I get too anxious. Okay. But I can't finish a book if it's not suspense. I just won't finish. It's boring. Interesting. So, yeah. What a dichotomy. I read. And I just finished something that was excellent. Oh, you'll have to come back to me. Was it? All yeah, the that's okay. Here? I just it was about a ghost. Oh, <laughs> it was that one about the kid. It was about this kid. Um, It's called Hidden Pictures. Mm. Yeah, it's a creepy kid story. A kid who sees a ghost kind of thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it was good. Um, I have, true to my word, not read <laughs> since summer reading has been over. Um, but I've been looking. I've 
as I always do, I find books related to our topic. Look at those covers. They're just stunning. I really love this. Um, this one is How Do I Unremember This? Unfortunately True Stories by yeah. Danny Pellegrino. So it's just this guy telling like stories from his childhood, which is a lot of the time, you know, in the 90s. Mm. Um it's pretty funny. Is he famous or just like a guy? Um, Am I supposed to know who that is? I actually, he is just a, um, he's a podcaster. Mm. So, so like us, he is famous. Yeah, right. Yes. Similarly. So we could also write a book about our, you know, oh, our childhood stories. Oh, I ever write a book about my childhood? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> um, and then this other one is called The 90s, A Book by Chuck Klosterman. And it's just got, honestly, some like probably too deep. Ooh. examinations of things in the 90s like technology and there's a couple things I'll talk about out of this as we're going through our stuff for the day but they're both interesting what are you what are you reading well I today today Monday yesterday mm-hmm. where am I <laughs> <clears throat> this week I started the audiobook of conviction by wait for it Denise Mina and it is another Reese's book club book okay yes still going through Reese's book club yeah we're still working on her and so far it's great top hits would be that the narrator is either I, I think Scottish so we love that Okay. Any accent we're here for. And it is like a murder mystery and it kind of ties in a murder podcast, which is funny because my husband and I also are watching Only Murders in the Building. I still need to watch that. TV show with a murder podcast, which it's not that great. I think we actually might be giving up on it, but (laughs) you can cut that out if you want. (laughs) It's got, isn't it? Is it Selena? It's Selena. Selena Gomez. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's just like, eh. It's not bad. It's just, we're kind of... Meh. That's fair. It's no bluey. I'll tell you that much. It's no bluey. (laughs) We'll be right back with more facts from the stacks. If you're a supporter of the library and you enjoy dinner parties, then we've got an event you're going to love. On August 15th, we are having our 12th annual Books of Madison County event at the Jackson Fairgrounds. You'll have hors d'oeuvres, wine and dinner, be able to participate in a silent auction, and listen to our special guest speaker, Sean Dietrich. You may know him as Sean of the South, but he is an amazing author who has a wealth of knowledge and stories to share. You get to have a great time and support the library. Tickets start at $85. You can find a link to purchase them in the description below. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? All right, you big know-it-all. Did you know? On to our um, facts and all that. So I decided to focus on toys. Yes. um, Which are like some of the ultimate nostalgia, I think, for people who grew up in the 90s. And then I've got some slang um and then what what have you looked into i looked into 90s rom-coms and barbie in the 90s okay because 90s rom-coms are always they hit different and right now if you're not talking about barbie what are you talking about a lot yeah absolutely you know that's fun um so yeah uh we'll just i'll start into mine um did either of you ever have a tamagotchi Heck yeah, I had a Tamagotchi. Did you? Too old for that. 
I figured maybe that was a little that had missed you by a little bit. So I had and continued to buy all of the the releases that came out because they released several times over the years. I was going to say, I feel like I didn't actually have one in the 90s. The original one? Yeah, because I was, yeah. you know, five. Yeah. And so, alas, like I had them in elementary school, I remember. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, so I, I'll come back around to that point in a minute. But so Tamagotchis were made by, they were thought up by a woman at the Bandai Japanese toy company who wanted to create a pet for kids that was quiet, wouldn't make a mess, and didn't cost a lot to take care of. So she went to one of their development team and together they came up with the Tamagotchi. Um, so it comes from the words tamago and tomodachi, which means egg and friend in Japanese. <laughs> I love that. Um, so they just shovel them together. My egg friend. Yeah, my egg friend. Um, cause you know, you gotta hatch your tamagotchi, all that. Um, they were released in Japan in 1996 and they were a huge, huge craze when they came out. Um, to a point where there is a gentleman in southern England named Terry Squires that owns a pet cemetery. Oh. And he mm-hmm. dedicated a part of his cemetery mm-hmm. to people who would mail him their dead Tamagotchis wow. to be buried. They paid mm-hmm. international shipping costs for that. Yes. He claims that people from Germany, Switzerland, France, the U.S., and Canada sent him their Tamagotchis <laughs> to be buried. Now, the messed that. up part about that is that your Tamagotchi, when it usually... Um, one day for a Tamagotchi is supposed to be a, like a few years for a human. So they age very quickly. Uh-huh. Um, so the average lifespan was like 28 days if you took care of it. Uh-huh. Um, but like when you when it dies, you get a new one. Yeah. So like did these people <laughs> they're not just that dead guys. <laughs> they're not actually dead. You can raise another one. Yeah. But like, so that means that these people got a new egg and just said, I don't want this one, and sent this guy. You know? It's kind of harsh. It is harsh. Um, but they have released several new lines of Tamagotchi um throughout the years. They did I know they did a release when I was in high school, probably. Um, so probably like oh seven. 07 or 08, maybe. Um, And then they did another one within the last, probably within the last eight or so years. And I have both of those. Yeah, you do. At home still. Is the newest version anything like thrilling or is it the same old? They added some like different games to them for for the entertainment of the Tamagotchi, of course. Of course. Um, But they're like, they're pretty big now. They're like this, they're like pretty large and like about yay thick. So they kind of beefed them up. Um, There were seven possible pets that you could get out of the first one but like there's dozens you can get out of the new ones hmm. yeah so that's tamagotchis they they really define the 90s for me like i played with them a lot and yeah the only experience i ever had with tamagotchis i was working at davis kid in memphis okay and a kid asked me to watch it and you, well of things. course because did he explain how it I don't worked know. i have a vague memory of of that and the people I worked with all sitting around looking at that little thing. Uh Uh-huh. Wondering what we're supposed to do with it. Um, That's all I remember. I don't know how long I watched it or why he asked me to. 
Yeah, That's the only memory I have of a Tamagotchi. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they were a big, they were big, big for kids my age mm-hmm. because you had your Tamagotchis, but then you had like the Pokemon spinoff one that was like a Pikachu. You mm-hmm. would take care of the Pikachu. They, I had an R2-D2 one. I didn't watch Star yeah. Wars. I was not a Star Wars kid, but they had an R2-D2 mm-hmm. that you could take care of the same way. But they started doing all these different versions of mm-hmm. and ripoffs and things like that. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Let's talk 90s rom-coms. So, just to overview, some examples include Clueless, Pretty Woman, You've Got Mail, Notting Hill, She's All That, Sleepless in Seattle, etc. Yeah. Okay. Of that list, I've only ever seen Clueless and She's All That. Oh what is wrong with you, Tom Hanks? Okay. What's wrong with Tom Hanks? You need to take a Meg Ryan deep dive, first of all, and then you need to take a yes. Hugh Grant deep dive because these are oh, collections yes. you are missing out on. Can I? Okay. How do you fall every year if you didn't watch You've Got Mail? I don't know. That's how I bring in the season. But completely unrelated side note, can we talk about how Paul Rudd has not aged since Clueless? He truly Can we hasn't. talk about that? He's ageless. It's true. Sometimes. Someday Tom Hanks will die, and I want to tell you, I will take off work. Remember when Tom <laughs> Hanks got COVID and we all were wrecked? We're really worried about it. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you sorry. take him Can... for granted, you know? Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. As far yeah. as I know. Yeah. He is. You met him? No. You, you just know. <laughs> they no. would have found out by now. Yeah, they surely would. That's true. Okay, so then I looked into, well, what makes a 90s rom-com? So, obviously centers around a romantic relationship, usually follows some sort of a trope, like enemies to lovers, forced mm. proximity, fake dating, etc. Uh-huh. There's always a happy ending, and they're predictable and formulaic, which is why we love them, because they're comfortable. Like an old pair of sweats. That's fair. I don't know that I would call anything about like Clueless predictable though. Well, Clueless I didn't is know Clueless based on Shakespeare. That's fair. That's fair. So you do know, or no, not Shakespeare, Emma by Jane Austen. Emma, Austin. yeah, that's true. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, her and Paul Rudd, spoiler alert, okay. have a romance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there's funny. I haven't watched Clueless that much. Oh, Sleepless in Seattle, that. That's that, a good movie. That movie means a lot to me. I, I know I need to watch that specifically. You just haven't tapped into your Meg Ryan era. No, really I sure haven't. Um, so Pretty Woman was the highest grossing 90s rom-com. It's made $178,406,268,000 since it was released Whoa. in March of 1990. Oh my gosh. And it's the number four highest grossing rom-com of all time. Is that... Okay, now here, I'm going to have my Julian moment. Is is it Julia Roberts? Correct. Okay. Where she plays a lady of the night and falls in love with Richard Gere, as we all do. Honestly, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, And then I found this fun article called... I don't care about him. (laughs) handsome guy. You could call him a silver Come on, Chicago? No, not familiar. Okay. (laughs) He's no Tom Hanks, she said. He's no Tom Hanks. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I don't, no, please, go ahead. I don't like Tom Hanks that way. Oh, I agree. <laughs> We're just friends. No, I have to show you a clip in a, after we're done So who's this. your 90s heartthrob? Who gets you excited? In the 90s? Yeah. Eddie Vedder. 
Okay. From Pearl Jam. Yeah. And how about now? Um, like looking back. I oh. Guess. Like how now we are like, oh, Richard Gere was a handsome fellow in the nineties. Yeah. Absolutely. Was oh, was Kevin Costner's a nineties thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think for sure. I liked Straight him. Up, like I remember Frost. that. What a flick. That thing where, where he danced with wolves. Dan- Dances with wolves. Dances yeah. with wolves. Is that the movie? Yeah, I remember yeah, liking he's a him. Fair. What's the baseball one with Kevin Costner? Yeah, that's a good one. If you build it, they will come. No, Field of Dreams. No, that's Dennis Quaid. Is Field of Dreams, right? No, that's Kevin Costner. Is it? Oh shoot! Yeah, I thought it was Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Yeah, I think I really liked him. Also, JFK. I think I watched anything he did in the 90s. I think I was... JFK I I was, was dead in the 90s. <laughs> no, no, it was a movie <laughs> a called movie JFK. Called. Oh, <laughs> like he was... The conspiracy yeah, he was theories dead. really kind of came about in the 90s. Oh, the birth of conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Oh, yeah, and also, yeah, because Born on the Fourth of July, that came out in the 90s too, didn't it, mm. with Tom Cruise? Yes. Yeah. Were you a Tom Cruise? Wait, who was Jerry Maguire? Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah, I must have liked Tom Cruise too. Yeah. Cute. Okay. That's funny. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so then <laughs> I found this fun article that was like, "What's the most popular '90s rom-com by state?" Ooh. So the most popular in Tennessee is My Best Friend's Wedding, which is a fantastic movie. Have you seen that movie? No. Okay, that is starring Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney. And Cameron Diaz, and it is oh, a gem of a flick. Wow. Add it to the list. It's so good. Okay. Yes. Sounds fun. It's a great movie. It is fun. Wow. Um, okay, and then here's just some fun facts about 90s rom-coms, specific ones. Uh-huh. Number one, Meg Ryan didn't actually have a computer before she filmed You've Got Mail. She got her first computer, I think, from the people who made You've Got Mail. Interesting. Like because computers weren't a thing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, and then William Goldman wrote The Princess Bride in 1973 um, after asking his daughters what they wanted in a story, like he was going to tell them a story. And one said princess and the other said bride. And he said, ah, <gasps> oh, there's the title. Okay, so what was the release year? That for was princess a 90s bride? movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might have been like late 80s, oh, but maybe. those time periods are like. The book came out in 1973. I don't actually know when the movie came out. Now that, that's, that's the movie for me. That is a rom-com. Like there's rom, there's com. Yeah. You know. That's so good. That was a great movie. Jennifer rolled her eyes at me. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Sleepless in Seattle referenced the soup Nazi two years before Seinfeld. Really? Oh, Seinfeld and all that. That was my knee. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm remembering. (laughs) It's coming back. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the reason was because the soup Nazi was a real guy named Al Yegane. I don't know how to say I didn't his last know name. That. But yeah, he was a real soup proprietor. They <laughs> talked about him in Staples in Seattle, and then he really became famous in the Seinfeld. Whoa. Yeah. No soup for you. No soup for you. We'll be right back with more facts from the stacks. Thursdays can be a real drag. Halfway through the week, not yet TGIF. But Thursday nights don't have to be boring. We have tons of board games for your entertainment, and you can also dust off your old favorites to bring for others to play too. Whether it's Monopoly or Life you enjoy, or whether you're into Dungeons and Dragons or Settlers of Catan, you can find board games you love here at the library and people to play them with. Every first and third Thursday from five until seven, you can join us for game night. 
So other um, other nineties toys, Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Beanie Babies. Everybody knows what a Beanie Baby is, but it actually started with only nine. Ooh. It was Squealer the Pig, Spot the Dog, Flash the Dolphin, Legs the Frog, Splash the Whale, Chocolate the Moose, Brownie the Bear, Patty the Platypus, and Pinchers the Lobster. Hmm. Jennifer's nodding. I also worked at Davis Kid during that craze. Oh, that sounds horrible. Eight o'clock in the morning, we would come into work, and whatever day that was that shipment came... There would be these women standing in lines. Waiting. Waiting so for us to unbox. It's a bookstore. Oh, it was a bookstore chain a of Tennessee. Okay. Um, yeah, but it it folded. But there was one here too. There was one here and the sign, even though it has been closed for twenty there. years, yeah, no the joke. sign is still there. Hmm. You know about Ollie's Morgan Hunt? That's oh. where Davis Kid used to be you over can, there. Yeah, the sign is still there. It's hmm. literally been closed twenty years. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes, it was a beautiful story in Memphis. I loved working there, but that Beanie Baby thing, man. Bad. So they were released in 1993, and it was apparently, it became popular because, partially because of a group of friends in Chicago that started trading them. And their little group just kept growing and growing, and it just exploded. What a flex. Yeah. That was you? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, So... At the time, you know, we had internet and computers that were starting to come become household things in the 90s. And eBay was mm. on the same upward rise as Beanie Babies. <laughs> um, at In the 90s, Beanie Babies made up 10% of eBay's sales. Wow. A solid That's a 10%. Lot. Thinking about how big eBay was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge chunk. Because um, yeah. we didn't have Amazon or anything no, like that. It was just eBay. In fact, I don't know that you could sh- buy anything except from like eBay. From eBay. Yeah, like really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in 1999, a couple went to court over their collection. <gasps> like a um, divorce situation? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. They were getting divorced. They went to court. Um, it was valued at $5,000. They brought all of their Beanie Babies <laughs> into the courtroom yeah, they did. to split them up under the judge's supervision <laughs> <laughs> so that it was fully even split. Just 90s things. Just 90s things. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they lost their little heart-shaped tag, they were immediately worth 50% of the rest, the value yes, of them. Yeah. The creator, Ty Warner, purposefully oh, retired Ty. Ty, Ty Warner, Ty, yeah, Ty Beanie Babies. Stood for. He purposefully retired designs to increase demand. Mm. So he would be like, oh, well, we're not making this one anymore. But he also there was one point where he he would go to the where to the factories they would make them in. They were made in China primarily he would go to those factories and see the designs being worked on and he'd be like i don't like that we're not doing that design anymore but then he would come back to the states and be like uh, i just don't like them we might not we just might stop making beanie babies altogether but him saying that was enough to drive more people to buy them wow. because he kept scaring people into thinking <laughs> there would be no more Beanie Babies. What a stinker. So he was just able to like keep revving up the demand on them. 
Um, America. The most expensive Beanie Baby ever actually sold online. You get lots of people that'll like put their listing up for mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those don't actually sell. The actual most expensive Beanie Baby sold online was Ty's Princess Bear, which was made for Princess Diana. Um, and it sold in 2022. So literally <laughs> last year for $20,000. Oh, $20,000. For a Princess Diana Beanie Baby. I remember when it first came out that like, oh, your Beanie Baby collection is when you were a kid might be worth a million dollars. And then you actually looked into it and it was like very few that were actually um, worth yeah. anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's that must have been like a hot news story when it came out because I remember that being a big deal. Like parents... We're like, where are they? We got to look them up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Yeah. So that's that's Beanie Babies. Well, today is August 1st, 2023. And all anyone on the internet's talking about is the Barbie movie. Don't spoil it. I won't. I need, I've got to see it. So I just thought we could talk about Barbie in the 90s. Yeah. More Some toys. notable moments in her history. Yeah. All right. So, I guess quick background. Barbie came out in 1959. Barbara Millicent. Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Yes. Roberts. And, uh, but anyway, so by the 90s, you know, she was on and popping. Yeah. So, 1992 was known as the year of woman in politics because there were 24 new women elected to the House of Representatives. And this is the year that Barbie also made her first presidential campaign debut. Oh. So 1992 was the first year that presidential campaign oh, Barbie came President out. That Barbie. was like, yeah. yeah. Dukakis? Was that the year? I don't know. It was Bush and Dukakis. Maybe. Wild. And uh, she has run in every election year since. Bless <laughs> <laughs> her I, I had no idea. And in 2016, she did an all female ticket. So it was her and a female vice president. She even has running mates every time? I don't really know the, the tea. I just read that. That is like there's so a presidential funny. election Barbie every election year where she's like Barbie for president. That is so funny. Not every year, every four years. Every four years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also in 1992 came the release of Totally Hair Barbie, who is the best-selling Barbie to date. Whoa. She sold over 10 million. And she's also the Barbie with the longest hair at 10.5 inches. So she has like a bright 90-tastic outfit and she has extremely long hair. But in big like nineties hair. Yeah. Yeah, Crystal Gale. Was that a nineties thing? Do you know her? Isn't that Crystal's name? It is Crystal's oh, name. Is Crystal Crystal she was Gale. a country singer, but she had hair that like Yeah, this is like wow. down to her ankles. Totally That's hair Barbie. Crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, in nineteen ninety-five was the introduction of the Kelly doll, personal favorite of mine. I, I didn't why. know that Kelly and I were born in the same year. Oh, that is so weird. That's so cute. That's fun. Yeah, Kelly um, is Barbie's little sister. So she started off as a baby, I guess. But when I had her, she was like a little toddler. So she was shorter yeah. than Barbie. And she had all these mini things. And it was a real fun time. Mm-hmm. And in the United Kingdom and Europe, she was known as Shelly. 
That's interesting. <laughs> so that's fun. Huh. And then lastly, 1997 was the release of Share a Smile Becky. And she was the first Barbie in a wheelchair. Ah. Which was a step forward. But she um, couldn't fit through the doors of some of the dream houses. Yeah. So that ended up being a bit of a scandal. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which they did address it. And I think they've surely fixed it since then. But... Wow. Bit of an awkward moment. Did to they be... make her change or did they widen the doors? Surely they widened the doors oh. in the subsequent models. And I saw like some article saying like, oh, LOL, she couldn't fit through the doors when they released her. But specifically, it was some of the dream houses. Not all of there them. There were some of the models that she could fit through. Okay. So, That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, trying to do something inclusive and it really backfires. Wow. Alas. Alas. So that's a little snapshot of Barbie circa the 1990s. Yeah. All right. The last 90s toy thing I have um, is Furbies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you have a Furby? I had a Shelly. Which is the same company. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just, I guess, in a shell instead of like a little monster with ears. Yeah. I had a Furby. Um, let's talk about the trauma you had when your Shelly woke you up in the middle of the night. Oh, absolutely. And scared the pants off of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had a Furby and my sister had a Furby. Oh, no. Um, mine was like powder blue. Yeah. With a bright, like a bright pink mohawk. Heck yeah. Still remember it. <laughs> but so Furby's. They were released in 1998, so they were at, like, I feel like later in the 90s, we got to that point where we were doing weird stuff with technology. Yeah, let's get crazy. Um, so <laughs> they could communicate to each other using infrared sensors that were between their eyes. So you would sit them facing each other. And I think later models, you could sit them in, like, a circle, and they would communicate with That's each other. <laughs> Imagine a circle of Furbies just chatting it up. With the Ouija board in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. That's what they don't show in the commercial. Yeah. Um, so they would talk to each other, and they would speak the language known as Furbish. <laughs> so slowly, as they were, like... As you played with it, it would replace those words with English words. So it gave it the illusion of learning English mm. the more you interacted with it. It was sort of like Chattermax. Chattermax. From Bluey. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. I wonder if Chattermax is like a statement on Furby. Could be. Um, but they appeared to be very smart because you would be like, are you hungry? And it would like babble and then say hungry or food or whatever. So it, they appeared to be so smart by repeating words in English that you would say to them that US, U.S. intelligence agencies banned them from their offices <laughs> because they thought that they were able to record sensitive information. Oh, my God. So you couldn't have a Furby. Also, I misspoke. Um, it's actually Shelby, which makes Shelby. more sense. Shelby. Shelby Furby. Furby, Shelby. Shelby. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, so they got banned from... A lot of the intelligence agencies, they did re-releases. They released initially in 98, like I said, they ran until 2002. They released again in 2005, 2012, and 2016. Really? But, like, they gave them, like, LED eyes, 
So, like, instead of the creepy mechanical eyes that we know, they had screens that would emote. Oh. They were pretty cool. I have a sister who was um, much younger than I, and she had a Furby. Oh, my gosh. The Furby of 2016 is $60. Yes. They got expensive. They got fancy. They got fancy. Um, So. Mm -mm. Furby Connect. In 2016, the Weinstein Company was planning on making a Furby movie. Um, and then he got Me Tooed. Then he got Me Tooed. They he went, invented Me Too. Yeah. Um, they went bankrupt and they were not able to finish the movie. And the company that acquired it has made no no announcement about continuing <laughs> the, the Furby movie. The company that acquired was like, we ain't doing that. Who However, that? <laughs> it's one of the internet's favorite things that Furbies are evil because they did absolutely, in the dead of night, yes. start talking. Yes. And that's just a thing they did. But there is a movie that took it one step further. There's a movie on Netflix called The Mitchells vs. the Machines. I've heard of that. It is such a cute... It's an animated movie. It's a kid's movie. It is a movie about these robots taking over the world and infecting all of our technology. And there's this one family that's fighting against them. So... In that movie, they're attacked by an army of Furbies, like actual Furbies. They got the the ability to use actual Furbies. They're in a mall and they step out of this store and there's the stairs are lined with Furbies. Oh, that's right. And they start dropping off of the stairs onto this family and they shoot them with like a fake arrow. And it knocks one of the Furbies over, and they sit. So when they start dropping on them, they say, Behold the Twilight of Man. <laughs> and then after they shoot that one with an arrow, they say, We must have vengeance, summon the elder. <laughs> so then they start like singing, and it causes this world's largest Furby to wake up, and it's like a 20 foot Furby, and it, it wakes up. And says, I will avenge my fallen children. And then they start trying to shoot it with the arrows. And it says, the pain only makes me stronger. <laughs> and this, this, is all in, this is all in a different language. Like, it's all subtitled oh, on the bottom. But in then furbish. In furbish. <laughs> and then it says, let the dark harvest begin. And it fires a laser out of its mouth. What the heck? It is such a funny sequence. It is hysterical. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll have to watch it. It's such a good movie, but the fact that they had actual Furbies, like, they were like, we don't care. We don't even make Furbies that look like that anymore. Furbies messed up. Furbies are rough. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I have on toys. Wow. Yeah. Our final facts and quiz segment will be right after this break. If you've been listening to us talk about the books we've been reading but don't have the time to come in and check them out, there's a solution for you. The library has online resources so you can check out books without ever leaving home. With Libby and Hoopla, you can access thousands of books, audiobooks, movies, TV shows, and magazines, all in the palm of your hand. Check out the episode's description or check out the library's website, jmclibrary.org, for more information. All right, so let's talk about 90s slang a little bit. Because, like, I feel like that probably missed us a little bit more. Yeah. Um, But there are some 90s slang things that I didn't know about. Like, that I didn't know why we say the Like, why they were what they were. 
Do you know what crunk is? Because I don't. Crazy I didn't know what. Drunk. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was crazy <laughs> drunk. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I didn't know that was nineties slang. Yeah, it was. That was, was rap in the nineties. Crunk. Crunk. <laughs> Fresh from your children's library and folks. It was a crunk time. <laughs> um, bugging? Oh, like, he'd be bugging. <laughs> this is clueless a lot. That is so funny. Um, 411. Wait, what's the yeah, 411? Like the that one I, I'm familiar. The yeah, tea. the T. Mm-hmm. We call that the T now. Uh-huh. Um, that's because we used to would dial that. Yeah, for one directory to assistance oh, to get information. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we didn't have Google. Um, so Scrubs, as popularized uh, yeah. by TLC. TLC, yeah. um, actually, so it's an insignificant or contemptible person. That fra- that word in that context has been used since the 1500s. I love that. Oh, I thought you just meant like a loser guy. Yeah, contemptible. Contemptible person. Oh, contemptible. So it's been used since the 1500s, <laughs> okay. but then TLC, you know, what is a scrub? A um, what, A guy who thinks he's fly. Yeah. Also oh, known as... A guy thinks fly. Also known as a busta. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, talk to the hand. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, and then the face ain't listening, or what was it? Talk to the hand, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Uh huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> as, if. As, as if, as if, you know what we used to say at my high school, but now I found out that this was not universal. We used to say things were buddy, buddy, yeah. It meant like generic, like not basic. Cool. Basic. It meant basic. Buddy, and we said that so much. Why? I still in my head say it, but now I realize. The rest of the world didn't say that. No, why? There were why these buddy? shoes called buddies. Oh, and they were. Basic. They looked like Keds, but they weren't. Knock they were buddies. Oh, they were knockoff so Keds. That is so. And so we would say, oh, "So buddy." But also, I, I debated about this one. Did I didn't know that Hella was a '90s thing because it is. So prevalent right now. Yeah. Like, people use that a lot. But it started, it actually started in California. I was going to say that's a a NorCal surfer term. Yeah, which it actually started as um, African American vernacular. Oh, really? In the the, like late 70s. But then it spread to all of California and then everyone was saying it. And like I said, died down for a bit. And now we're back to using Hella. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. When I was, I don't know, I just feel like I associated that with being very NorCal. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. But that's my slang. Do you you have other slang that you recall? Are you having a a, a moment? Are you fine? (laughs) It looks like you're like having a lot of memories happen. (laughs) I'm having a flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're flashing back right now. I can't. It's a weird time that decade. If you go from, you go from, what ninth grade? Uh huh. Well, ten years later, you've been holding down a job for a long time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's a weird decade. Your life changes. A lot. Huge. Yeah, that's fair. In that, so some of the nineties, I was literally like ninth grade. Yeah. But some of the 90s, I was, what, 20? A full adult. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah, 24. You go from 14 to 24, and that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. time span. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll go through the quiz really quick. I just, I'm going to tell you a line, and I want you to tell me if you know what movie it's from. Definitely, I'm there. What's a place like me doing in a girl like this? I don't know. You're probably not. The Mummy. It's my favorite. Oh, it's one me. of my favorites. Um, draw me like one of your French girls. Titanic. Oh, that was the 90s? Yeah, yeah. that was 97. Uh, that was my 90s. Yeah. I Titanic. went to see it 12 times. 12 times. Wow. That's amazing. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Yes. Oh, no, uh-uh, it's, um... Oh, my gosh. The Sandlot. The yeah. Sandlot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Until mankind is peaceful enough not to have violence on the news, there's no point in taking it out of shows that need it for entertainment value. Clueless. You actually know that. Absolutely. Shocked. That's wow. in her speech. That's fair. Class. That's fair. I probably know every line in that movie. Molly, you in danger, girl. I don't know. Ghost. That was good. Whoopi Goldberg. That was good. Oh, Whoopi. <laughs> Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. up. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Is that also the Sandlot when the lifeguard revives him? No. It's Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Dumb and Dumber. Bye, Felicia. That's from a movie? That's Friday. from a movie. Friday. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. You haven't? No. Oh, so good. And next look. Friday, Friday after next. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look that up. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Uh, the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, it's oh, not. Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, look, another glorious morning. Makes me sick. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Of course. And do you like scary movies? Do you like jazz? No. <laughs> Scream. Mm. Drew Barrymore. Mm. I, I don't think I saw scream. Screams. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Her... Also E.T., am I right? That's fair. That's I 80s. forgot about E.T. Oh, it is? Okay. That, yeah, that is 80s. Excuse yeah, me. I was five. That's the beginning of 80s. You and Drew were like the same age. We are the same age. Oh my gosh. Are you guys friends? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, with that, that's our episode. Woo. Go 90s. That was a fun one. Thanks. Thank you for joining yeah, us, Jennifer. Thanks for being on our yeah, show. Glad to and, be uh, Yeah. We'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll have some more guests in the future. But uh, for now, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks with a new topic. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.